Hey everyone, it's your boy Johnny Clutch, talking about the latest sports news and giving hot takes on the sports that I love. Welcome to the podcast, y'all. Probably one of the biggest storylines in the NFL lately has been the Antonio Brown trade rumors, and everything came to a head just recently. Um, Antonio Brown met with team president Art Rooney, and Antonio Brown later tweeted that both sides agreed it was time to move on. Sources say the meeting was very cordial, and all agreed it was in everyone's best interest to seek a trade. Uh, Antonio Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, later said that they have the ability to talk to other teams right now and find the best deal for them. We hope they get a great amount of compensation for Antonio Brown. And that was per ESPN. Uh, my reaction to that, uh, specifically the Drew Rosenhaus quote, was that, um, yeah, your boy Antonio Brown really isn't making things easy for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get good compensation for him, is he? You know, going on the social media circus the past couple of weeks is probably scaring some teams off, driving down his value. It's either Brown knows this and he wants to screw the Steelers so they don't get as much for him as they should get, or he doesn't know this and he just really wants the attention on him. And it honestly could be the latter because, let's face it, receivers are divas and Antonio Brown has has shown, especially in the last couple years, that he's the definition of a diva. Or honestly, it could be both. He wants to drive down the st- drive down his asking price so he can screw the Steelers in the way out, and he wants to be the center of attention. Now, obviously, Antonio Brown has been one of the top receivers in the league for the past four to five years. There's no question about that. He is truly elite. He's top five no matter what way you slice it, and he's most likely top three in everyone on everyone's list. But I must say, a lot of this isn't really a good look on him. I remember, you know, before that game against the Bengals, where he ultimately sat out. It, it wasn't because of injury, and we later found out that it was because of his behavior recently. And a lot of people said that he was the one in the wrong, not Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting all the blame on Brown for Steelers drama this year. I think all of them are to blame. I think Brown deserves, I'll give him 40%. I'll give Tomlin, and I'll have Tomlin and Roethlisberger share the other 60%, whatever, what way you want to slice that pie. It's, but still, I got to tell you, if I'm a team... I mean, I get he's a great receiver. It's just, I don't know, I would kind of second guess getting this guy. He's he's on the wrong side of 30, and you know his attitude really isn't the best. But anyway, saying all that, there are two things I predict for this trade. Number one, he won't go to an AFC team. Let's be honest here. The Steelers know he's still good, and they don't want to trade him to a rival. I see all these rumors about you know him going to the Browns, the Ravens, the Patriots. Stop. He's, they're not going to trade him to a direct rival and make them better. I honestly think they would rather outright cut Brown and do that. Honestly, the only way they do that is, is if, just say the Browns, the Patriots, give them something ridiculous and give them like, you know, two first round picks or something like that. Something you don't foresee the Steelers getting for an aging receiver. And another thing I predict about this trade, speaking of first round picks, is that I think it's be very hard for Pittsburgh to get a first round pick. You know, some of the teams that probably want Brown are probably early in the first round. I'm going to go over the teams that I think are the best fit for him. And, you know, two of those three teams that I'm going to name have, you know, the top, you know, are in the top five in the first round. There's no way they trade any of those picks for Antonio Brown. Maybe they trade the first round after, the year after, but I still don't even see that. I just think the best compensation the Steelers are going to get for Brown is, you know, a few picks. None of them will be first. I think the best you'll get out of it is maybe a second round pick, maybe even just a third. Could be a combination, a second and a third, a third, a third and a fourth. I, I see something like that more realistic than being a first-round pick. But So we'll see about that. 
and I feel another thing worth mentioning is that I just don't feel that a top-notch receiver is that valuable team valuable to a team. Don't don't get me wrong, having a great receiver like the Antonio Browns, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, you name them, that obviously helps out your team. But really, when you think about it, in the last time a really big-time receiver won a Super Bowl, like I'm talking about big-time, not Julian Edelman, who's very good, you know, not like an Alshon Jeffrey. I'm talking about where you say that guy's top five in the league. you got to double-cover him. Teams are game-planning for him nonstop, 1,500 yards a season, you know, those type of guys. When was the last time we really see them won a Super Bowl? The closest I can say in the recent years is when Julio Jones got to the Super Bowl and they ended up losing to the Patriots. And also, if you think that Antonio Brown can go to a bad team and just that him being on that roster makes them into a Super Bowl contender, you're kidding yourself. Prime example is Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham's a top five receiver, and the Giants have been in the bottom of the league the last couple of years. So having that top notch receiver doesn't really make all the difference in the world. You got to have someone that's good throwing to him. You got to have an all around roster. You know, it's not like quarterback. You know, you can have a great quarterback. You can put Aaron Rodgers, I think, for a lot of years, was on terrible Green Bay teams, and he willed them to the playoffs, excluding this year. It, receiver really is that type of position. But anyways, you know, with all that being said, here are my three top landing spots for Antonio Brown. Number three, Arizona Cardinals. They have a new coach that they're trying to sell as an offensive genius. You want, you know, obviously they want to show they made the right hire here. So giving him a toy like Antonio Brown to play with, you know will make him look a lot better. And you know, having Antonio Brown will also help out Josh Josh Rosen, who lacks consistent weapons outside of an aging Larry Fitzgerald last season. And again, when I'm saying that he might go to the Cardinals, I don't think that makes him a contender or anything. He, he makes them better. There's no doubt about that. Number two, for another landing spot for, the, for Antonio Brown, I'd have the Green Bay Packers. Now, obviously, the Packers are coming off a very disappointing season, Aaron Rodgers is 35 years old, and the window to win another Super Bowl with him is closing. You can totally see them making a real win-now move and going after Antonio Brown. Now, Brown, like I mentioned before, is on the wrong side of 30, but is still a top-five receiver, and he can make a deadly duo with Devontae Adams on the outside, and he would be by far the most talented receiver that Aaron Rodgers has ever had. I know Jory Nelson was really great, but Antonio Brown's is on another level in terms of pure talent. And honestly, me personally, if I was Antonio Brown, I would love to go to Green Bay. Out of all of his possible trade destinations, he had a great quarterback in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. Out of all the possible trade destinations, you can say Green Bay is probably the one where you can say, huh, he he upgraded. He went from Roethlisberger to Rodgers, and I would completely agree. So he would have really won out with that deal with all this you know, social media circus and wanting to trade. He would be, end up being right. He would really be in a better situation with a better quarterback. You know, put your ego aside. Great quarterbacks make you look better. I, obviously, Brown's a great receiver, but he doesn't have all those amazing seasons without Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball. And he could really honestly be even better with Rodgers. Number one, San Fran. Now, in social media posts, most notably where George Kittle was trying to court Antonio Brown. It was kind of funny and stuff like that, but... Uh, it seems like Antonio Brown really does want to be in San Fran, and they have a really dire need for a position. Out of all these teams I'm mentioning, they probably have the most need for Antonio Brown. And just say they get Brown, they would then have two really elite weapons for returning Jimmy Garoppolo. People call me crazy when I call George Kittle elite. You know, he's a top three tight end in, in my eyes, probably even top two. The guy had 88 receptions of almost 1,400 yards of no Jimmy G for most of the year, and with defenses centering their game plan around stopping him. 
Brown would take a lot of attention away. And you also add in Jarek McKinnon, who's coming back off injury into the mix. If he's any of the player he used to be in Minnesota, coming out of the backfield, catching passes, that'll make San Fran's offense very lethal. Their offense really isn't that far away when you look at it, especially when you consider Kyle Shanahan, who is a very good offensive mind, is making the play calls. Now, with all that being said, do I think this makes San Fran a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. They still have a lot they have to shore up on the defensive side of the ball. But this will make San Fran a lot really fun to watch, in my eyes. You know, this is a team that can really average, you know, 25 to 30 points a game if they can get Brown. They'll be fun. Don't get me wrong. But just say they get Brown with what they currently have on defense right now. I predict like around an 8-8 eight eight to 9-7 and seven finish, something like that. It would be the best they've been in the past few years. There's no question. But still a lot of question marks on that roster. So it will be very interesting to see how this Antonio Brown thing really ends up. And even on the Steelers' end as well, you know, I haven't really mentioned how this will affect them. Obviously, they're losing their great receiver. It's going to be all on, not all on Juju Smith-Schuster, but a lot of it's going to be on him to be that number one option. On to another topic here. Everyone knows that NBA free agency is going to be a big story in the offseason. Everyone's already talking about it. <clears throat> Obviously, you have the big names, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, even more. And I want to talk about Kyrie Irving in particular. Now, I'm not talking about Kyrie Irving the talent when I say this. Kyrie Irving the talent, you know, you want to lock down for four years, give him the max contract, whatever. But I must say, with his durability concerns, he does have a real buyer beware tag for me in this year's free agency. You look at the last four seasons, you know, his teams have at least made it to the conference championship. Obviously, he made it three years in a row with LeBron. He was absent in the first one. The next two he played, then he was absent in the fourth one. Obviously, with Boston last season when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He didn't play for the entire playoffs. And then this season, he's currently hurt right now. He's currently having problems with his knee. And, you know, knee injuries aren't really something you want to play around with in basketball. The one thing I do find a little ironic about all this is that they traded away Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving because they thought Isaiah Thomas was really injury prone and he was a question with his hip, and they were absolutely right about that. Isaiah Thomas has never really been the same player, but in return they get Kyrie Irving, another guy who's very injury prone. Let's face it, he is injury prone. And honestly, I have real question marks on how he's going to, you know, how the rest of his career is going to play out with all these injuries. He's young and he's having all these injuries. He's just not someone you can really depend on to be there all the time. And I'm not blaming Kyrie Irving for any of this. Obviously, he wants to play. But it's really hard to give a big contract to a player like that that you really can't rely on to be there at the end when you really need him. And even for the Celtics, who's honestly buyer beware for the Celtics too. You look at last season, they did just fine without him. They made it to the conference finals. Now, I think they do beat Cleveland with Kyrie, but still... They were just fine. They're still a very good team. And you look at recently, honestly, they've been playing better without them. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers and they beat the Detroit Pistons without Kyrie Irving. And that's not to say that Boston, for sure, is better without Kyrie Irving. Obviously, they would have won those games with him as well. But it just shows that they would be okay. They can obviously, Brad Stevens' offense is amazing for point guards. They can probably find someone else that can fill that hole and they'll just be okay. You know, if they don't go the one route of, you know, keeping Kyrie and training for their star and Anthony Davis, they got a lot of draft picks still that they can use, and they can use those assets to replace Kyrie Irving. In all honesty, in the same year where Kemba Walker's a free agent, 
it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world to say that Campbell Walker is a safer investment than Kyrie Irving at this point in their careers. In seasons where they've played under 60 games, Kyrie Irving already has three. And he has to be going for a fourth this year, seeing how this injury is going to play out for the rest of the season. He still needs to play 13 more games to reach 60. And Kemba Walker, on the other hand, zero. And honestly, Kemba does a lot of the stuff that Kyrie Irving does. They have similar play styles. I think Kyrie is just slightly better in terms of handle and his overall efficiency. But still, it's not that big of a difference. If you're telling me I had a choice, I honestly would take Kemba. So Kyrie Irving's free agency will definitely be interesting to see. He's, he's definitely one of the top guys in the market. But that good old buyer beware tag, I would definitely place it on Kyrie Irving. I'd like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Please hit those subscribe buttons on iTunes and Google Play. Like, share this on any social media platforms you see this on. Until next time, it's your boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.